It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. With June 1st just around the corner, the Dolphins have a significant amount of cap space ready to open up in their bid to field the best roster they possibly can this season. Who are some of the remaining targets to acquire for this roster who may make sense at positions of need for the Dolphins? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am Kyle Krabs. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. June 1st, obviously less than a month away, which means the Dolphins are getting ready to have the Byron Jones money open up for their willingness to spend. And of course, the Dolphins have other pathways to create more salary cap space as they want to as well. We are going to explore what the remaining market of available talent looks like across the NFL that may be of significance for the Dolphins. Welcome to Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find Locked On Dolphins and every show here on the Locked On Network on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to give a special shout out to our everydayers who keep it locked in with us here on Locked On Dolphins in our bid to explore Miami's team-building ventures and opportunities that await them. Have been kind of in the process of, of pushing through some of these undrafted free agent signings for the Dolphins and looking for the diamond in the rough. And I will say I've watched five. I haven't found one yet, which kind of spurred me to uh, look at the free agent market in the NFL and say, okay, I don't know that we've found our backup nose tackle or our swing tackle on the offensive line that's going to give us peace of mind or potentially competitive starter at right tackle. So what else is out there? And that was really where I wanted to to focus uh, my time and energy. And the good news is if you look across all avenues of player acquisition, be that trade, restricted free agency, unrestricted free agency, there's a decent amount of names here. I have 18, uh, 17 total names written down across all positions that I think could be viable and interesting and compelling additions to the Miami Dolphins in some capacity at their respective positions. And you'd be remiss to not start this conversation on the offensive line, right? You think about the Dolphins and the narrative about right tackle, and uh, we know the Dolphins had at least one player in for a visit uh, in the last couple of weeks on the offensive line. It was reported that Cam Fleming was in for a visit. Would not be surprised if there were additional visits that have been had that maybe just haven't been reported to this point in time. Really feels like they're doing their due diligence at offensive tackle. And they're not just doing their due diligence with Joe Schmoes or guys who have big bodies and that's why they're still in the NFL. They're doing their due diligence with players who have been starters. 
So I looked across the space, and I've got a number of unrestricted free agents. I've got five in total of varying degrees of appeal for the Dolphins, but five offensive tackles that are unrestricted free agents nonetheless that the Dolphins could sign now if they wanted to, if they were able to manufacture the salary cap space to get that done. Cameron Fleming, who we mentioned, starter, familiar with Butch Barry, uh, has been reported to have visited with the team. That's an obvious one. That's low-hanging fruit. If you're looking for more familiarity within the scheme, I've got two more names for you that are obvious low-hanging fruit. Brandon Shell, who was here last year and played for the Dolphins and was a uh, quality depth player who was forced into a starting spot, uh, I would say is probably the best way to describe Brandon Shell as you've uh, had a chance to review the entire body of work. Uh, George Fant, the other one, with the New York Jets. Uh, Jets, by the way, congratulations for um, acquiring yet another one of Aaron Rodgers' old teammates that he loves passing the ball to for all that discussion about how Rodgers was sold short in Green Bay because he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to as we're doing a bang-up job of bringing all the same guys that were over there over into the fray on the new team. But that's none of my business. This ain't locked on Jets. We'll have to see what John Butchko has to say about it with locked on Jets. But uh, George Fant... Familiar with this system. This was a LaFleur system uh, with the Jets before they made the coaching change to sell out for Aaron Rodgers. And Fant has played left and right tackle. Now, his much he's been much better on the left side with the Jets than he has been on the right side. But nevertheless, he's taken snaps and starts at both sides of the offensive line for the Jets. So those are your players I, I think you have Three unrestricted free agents with obvious appeal for varying degrees of familiarity with coaching of the scheme. I would also acknowledge Isaiah Wynn, offensive tackle, former first-round pick Georgia Bulldogs, drafted by the Patriots in the 20s, was a starter at left tackle, ended up kicking back around to right tackle this past year. New England flip-flopped their tackles. They took their right tackle and made him their left tackle and took their left tackle and made him their right tackle. Um, there's been some struggles with durability with Isaiah Wynn. There's been some struggles with consistency of play, but physical talent, the physical talent is there. Uh, that is a player that I think if, if the dollars made sense, uh, would be a feasible addition to the Dolphins offensive line as well. And then there's two other players, uh, for playoff teams last year that have, to some degree, a surplus. Terrence Steele, restricted free agent from the Dallas Cowboys, and Lyle Collins, offensive tackle, who the Dolphins were apparently interested in, had in for a visit last year before he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Dallas, by the way, also has Jason Peters. Jason Peters probably the least appealing name of the unrestricted free agents that I have written down. Uh, He's like 40. Uh, He's a freak athlete, and he can still probably go a little bit, but... How much do you want to put on his plate? Is he your ter- uh, Teron Armstead insurance policy if you brought him in? And if you brought him in, would he be restricted for you bringing somebody else in? And if the answer is yes, then I probably don't like the idea of Jason Peters all that much, if I'm being honest. Now, Collins is currently under contract. He's on a reasonably sized deal. There's a chance the Bengals may cut him if they don't. Uh, get a market for him, and he is coming off a season-ending injury. So there's questions with Lyle Collins. 
So you have options. It's a pretty extensive list of names, seven names, all of varying degrees of appeal and skill sets and ages. If you had to ask me to give my top three, it's probably Fleming, Wynn, and Fant. So we're going to do defensive tackle next. We just saw Puna Ford come off the market yesterday. We'll talk about that. But before we do, fast break to FanDuel right now. NBA playoffs are here. And there is no better time than right now to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet does not hit, there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner, of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Speaking of action across the other professional sports league, how about those cats? Vamos gatos. As a 72-hour-long hockey fan, this is the first year in about eight years that I've had a chance to, to care about any other sport other than professional football, especially during the playoff window where, like, in years past, I would be so in the weeds with the draft classes uh, that I, I couldn't invest time in the evenings to, to watch the other sports, and hockey's got its nails in me big time. And these, these cats, these Florida Panthers are a fun, fun hockey team. They're really entertaining, high-quality product. So uh, shout out to the Panthers for winning their first game of the second round of the NHL playoffs against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's hope that chain train keeps on chugging along. Defensive tackles that the Dolphins could potentially add into the mix. And I was hoping I would get through my assessment of the Dolphins undrafted free agents, and find somebody here who moved the needle for me a little bit. The Dolphins, of course, signed Brandon Peely from USC, Anthony Montalvo from UCF, and I didn't find the enthusiasm that I was hoping to find that, hey, there is a feasible nose tackle here that just went undrafted because of lack of positional value and lack of snaps this player could play for an NFL team. I didn't get there. So as a result... We had to hit the available talent free agent list. And I have three names of defensive tackle. And then I also have a potential trade candidate as well. The three players for trade would, or the three players in free agency would have been four players in free agency if not for uh, Puna Ford signing with the Buffalo Bills yesterday, which really sucks because <laughs> he's a really good player. I would have loved to see the Dolphins get him under contract to push Raekwon Davis, and it didn't happen. Puna Ford going to uh, our, our most competitive rival uh, right now in the AFC East in the Buffalo Bills. So that's a huge addition for the Bills. 
not an addition we should sleep on uh, for the Dolphins' ability. And the Bills have been soft in the run game between the tackles the last couple of years. Uh, their speed at linebacker and safety has really helped them fit the run to the perimeter. Uh, but they've been had up the gut, and Puna Ford may change that. So uh, something to watch for the Dolphins as you get ready for your AFC East forecasting. But Matt Ioannidis, uh, formerly of the Washington Commanders, signed a one-year deal with the Panthers to play with Matt Rule, who recruited him to Temple. Matt Rule loves going out and getting his guys that he knows. Um, is an obvious name for me to consider. Al Woods, formerly the Seattle Seahawks. Brandon Williams, Kansas City Chiefs, formerly the Baltimore Ravens. A couple older players here, but it's kind of like your John Jenkins type role. And if I'm being honest, I, I think these guys are all at least parallel players to what John Jenkins was for the Dolphins. Ioannidis, I, I think, excites me a bit because he is a little bit younger. He's still hungry. He's just coming off of a one-year deal. Uh, he's been a sturdy but unsexy player, and every nose tackle is going to be a sturdy but unsexy player. Uh, Brandon Williams has the size for sure. I think in Kansas City kind of showcased when he's asked to be a rotational depth player and not the centerpiece of, of your early downs, kind of showcased what he could be. So I think all three of those guys are, are compelling one-year contracts. And any player that you're acquiring, in my mind, via free agency is a one-year addition. You want to bring that guy in. You want him to compete. You want him to be hungry. You want him to have to prove it. You want them to operate with a sense of urgency, right? So one-year deals are a good way for players to do that, to A, avoid too much of an overcommitment, and B, keep the player focused on being the best version of himself because his ability to get a new contract is predicated on the performance that he's going to put on the field this year. The fourth player at defensive tackle, the, the potential trade target. I don't love the player um, for the performance that he has put forth. There's been some durability issues with this player, but I think that the physical talent level certainly is a different level than the other three players that we talked about, and that's Javon Kinlaw. It was reported before the draft that Kinlaw would potentially be available via trade, especially after the 49ers signed Javon Hargrave to a $20 million per season deal to, to enter into that front. Kinlaw, former first-round pick, hasn't really materialized. I think he's played 24 games in three seasons, uh, but from a physicality standpoint, from a traits standpoint, it would be a good lottery ticket to bet on in the same way that we were hoping yesterday when we talked through uh, the Dolphins' 2020 fifth-year option players and their futures in the NFL. Any team that wants to take the lottery ticket on Noah, I'd put Javon Kinlaw in the same bucket, although the struggles have happened for different reasons. So... That could be a, a late-round late flyer that you could take to get somebody in here who maybe a change of, change of scenery is exactly what he needs to, to fulfill his ultimate potential as an NFL player. We have six other players at three other positions of miscellaneous observations, including a couple of names that you'll be familiar with that are very buzzy in star power and fantasy football uh, needle movers. And we're going to close with them here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Would be remiss to not acknowledge uh, our subtext community that we are currently carving out. If you're interested in engaging on a daily basis with me and talk about the Dolphins, you could text Dolphins to 305 419 3924. That's text at Dolphins to 305-419-3924. We just did a film study of Devon Achain, or A-Chain yesterday uh, that went out uh, for the subtext community. It's, it's a TV broadcast copy, me kind of talking through my observations of A-Chain and his execution on the field. Uh, and those guys got their hands on that yesterday. It was a really fun piece of content to do. Really enjoy, obviously, grinding the tape, hence the, the Twitter handle, at grinding the tape. Uh, but ground some tape on A-Chain, and those guys got their hands on it with the subtext community. You can also text back and forth with me, talk about the team, uh, answer any questions that you guys have about everything that's going on with this franchise, with the NFL as a whole, or other stuff too. Uh, and you get the first two weeks free, find out if it's for you. If it's not for you, cancel no time or anytime, no worries. Uh, if you like it, it's a couple bucks a month. Get a chance to talk Dolphins football, get some get some exclusive content. So so good stuff there. Text Dolphins 305-419-3924. Let's talk about running backs. The same two obvious names, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. Potential trade partners or trade candidates right now. Really sounds like, especially Mike McDaniel during the draft press conference selections was asked, you know, if the selection of Devin A-Chain changes anything for the Dolphins and their exploration to add players uh, at other positions, uh, specifically at that position. And they said it doesn't take anything off the table was the direct quote. So we obviously did a show a couple weeks ago on Derrick Henry versus Dalvin Cook, the merits of both players, um, what they would bring to the table, what the cost is of each. I'm leery for trading for Dalvin Cook on that contract. It's like three years, $37 million. It's a pretty big commitment for a running back. Now, from the Dolphins' perspective, there's not a lot of guarantees attached to that. You can move on, no questions asked, but are you really going to give up a future draft pick to bring in a running back for that market just to move on after one year. I don't know. And then you will, of course, have a third-round pick in the running back room, and you have two players who you gave two-year contract extensions to in Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moster. Now, that level of depth would be phenomenal. It would be a great testament to what the Dolphins have been able to build from a, from a roster standpoint. And if there were stretches of play in which the Dolphins needed to have somebody else behind center for durability reasons. Having a player of that caliber would certainly help alleviate your concern about how well you were able to run the football. So they're, they're both worth considering. I think the price for Derrick Henry will be more expensive via trade, and as it should be in my mind. Uh, but I'm just a little leery 
about the financials of bringing in Dalvin Cook on the three years remaining left on his deal unless you're able to renegotiate that when you bring him into the fray or you get the Vikings to commit to eat some of the, of the salary. Tight end, um, two names that interest me. One free agent, one floated out there as another potential player available via trade. Mo Ali Cox from the Colts is the uh, trade candidate. And then Eric Tomlinson from the Denver Broncos is the unrestricted free agent. Just if they do happen to want another inline body, it certainly seems like the point of emphasis is going to be these athletic hybrid types and how they constrain personnel packages based on having vertical stretch receiving capable players like Tanner Connor and like Elijah Higgins in the fray there at the tight end position. Uh, obviously, they made the the new commitment to Durham Smythe is probably the, the default why right now, the inline guy. I still think that's an upgradable opportunity. They, I know they really like him, but I do think from a physical skill set perspective, if you want more juice in the run game, getting a better role player in that spot could really help you accomplish that. And then linebacker. Uh, two unrestricted free agents. Varying degrees of price, at least based off of their previous contracts. Zach Cunningham is one, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, He's kind of regressed over the last three years. He's not the same player that he was when he earned the $11, $12 million per year contract that he ended up signing with the Titans. Uh, But then there's also Jermaine Carter, who fits a little bit more of the David Long type of role as far as a skill set and a stature, ability to play in space. He was productive, Carter was, and signed a one-year deal with the Browns. Kind of got pushed to the brink as far as playing time goes. So in all, that's 17 names across the NFL that are available or could be available, according to reported trade rumors or unrestricted free agency, across the entire league. And I've got an appetite for each one of these players with a varying degree of eagerness and optimism for what kind of role that they could fill. But the Dolphins kind of have the month of May to sign smaller deals if they wanted to, if they were able to get, say, Brandon Shell on a one-year $2 million contract or Isaiah Wynn on a one-year $2 million contract. If you could get those at that price point, you could do that now. It would not be cost prohibitive. You're in no rush to sign your rookies. And, and uh, I believe Cam Smith is the only one that will affect the, t- the top 51 cap situation for the Dolphins. So even then, there's there's not really a lot of cost prohibitiveness unless you want to get into the bigger fish market, and that is the Dalvin Cooks, the Derrick Henrys, probably include Javon Kinlaw via, via trade here as a top 15 draft selection and acquiring that contract in the last year of his deal or the Terrence Steele move, potentially Fleming, potentially win. Potentially Lyle Collins if the, the Bengals end up moving on from him and cutting him. Some of those are going to have to wait until June 1st or later unless there's a dramatic change in their, their financial price point. But some of these you can move now if you wanted to. And then, of course, the Dolphins can manufacture more space by moving on from Cedric Wilson or moving, giving a contract extension to Christian Wilkins and getting that ironed out. 
know, there, there's some things that offense could do that open up the flexibility, but obviously the floodgates will open on June 1st when they end up getting an additional $10-plus plus million in cap space at their disposal. And if when that time comes, they could probably sign or they could probably acquire two or three of these players out of this list or other players that were not included in this exploratory process. So that is what you have to look forward to over the next month or two months for the Dolphins from a current NFL market players to add. Maybe they'll swing big and come out of left field and hit somebody else out of the park too. Who knows? It's hard to say with this Dolphins regime. They, they certainly find their ways to take their hacks. And uh, if they're going to go down, they're going to go down swinging. Uh, hopefully they don't go down. Hopefully they go down as one of the, the more memorable seasons in franchise history. Hopefully you come on back down and catch more Locked On Dolphins, get more Locked On Dolphins in your life. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Shout out to the everydayers. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. I'll be back again later. Talk to you all again soon. And until then, peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.